Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. I've got two of the three C's in the studio with me today. Meet Kathleen, whose mission is to guide parents who have experienced the loss of a child, suddenly release pain and suffering, and live a life in peace, presence, and purpose. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, zoom, zoom, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. You know, it all starts with a vision, right? Visions, however, don't become reality until we break them down into goals. Then goals into action steps. And if you don't have goals, it's probably because you don't have a clear vision of what you want and where you're going. You get a vision by taking the time to sit and dream. Now, I know that you two ladies are dreamers, right? I'm a dreamer. But for most adults, we don't do much dreaming, right? It's not like when we were children, when the entire world and our lives were before us and we just, you know, anything we could dream of, think of, that was a dream of something that we wanted to do. And how many different things did you think you were going to be when you grew up? And some of those things somebody probably said wasn't realistic, didn't make sense. They even used the words, you're just dreaming. That's crazy. You're just dreaming. But if we don't dream, if we don't have a vision, then it's impossible (laughs) to develop goals that would help us get there. And so what we're going to talk about today is that next step. Right. First of all, we challenge you. We encourage you. We invite you to take the time to do some dreaming. Just dream without judgment about whether or not it can happen or if it's realistic or not. And see how that resonates with you. How it makes your soul sing to be thinking about all the possibilities, all the potentialities, and the opportunities that you could open up for yourself. And then when you are 
sitting in a place of some clarity about what it is you want, right? This vision, this thing that you could see, that you could feel yourself being a part of, then you can start to plan because once you have some clarity on the vision, the way to make it happen is to take some action. And you take action by setting some goals. So what we're going to talk about today is SMART goals. And that particular step in the process, it's a whole process, right? It's the vision, casting, and your dreaming, and then coming up with the goals, and then taking actions, evaluating, reevaluating, looking at the feedback that comes on the things that you're doing that are serving your vision, those things that are not serving your vision, how to make adjustments, pivot, if you will, and then take different actions maybe moving in a different direction, maybe trying it a different way, maybe asking for some help. Dare say (laughs) that you actually ask for help, right? As adults, we don't like that so much. We like to think we can do everything all by ourselves and aren't so great at asking for help, but do that, ask for help. So today we're going to focus on the goal setting piece of this process from getting you from where you are to where you want to be. And we're going to start with SMART goals. And uh, SMART, if you are not familiar, is an acronym. It is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, or in some cases, it's laid out as relevant and time bound. And so the place I want to start this conversation with both you, Claudette and Kathleen is whether or not you actually use SMART goals as a part of your goal setting. Some people do, some people don't. I'm interested in where you guys are on that. Well, I certainly have used SMART goals since I learned about them with Jack Canfield in 2018, I think it was. Yes, it was. It was 2018 when I went to his first training. And the concept of SMART goals was, it blew my mind because I didn't dream as a kid. My childhood was so, let's just say, interesting and chaotic and (laughs) disruptive that the thought of dreaming at all the only dream I think I had was there's got to be something more than this. I remember thinking that, feeling that I there's got to be something more than this. So I did actually dream. I'm just con- you know, contradicting myself, but I actually did dream because from that, there was a belief there was something more. So I was always seeking for something more. But when I went to Canfield's training, um, SMART Goals was introduced to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love it. And at the same time, so I used SMART goals for a while. And since then, I've started to transition a little from there. Because for me, it feels very masculine of like, it's got to be set. It's got to be specific. It's got to be, you know, like measurable. It's a masculine driven way of achieving 
a particular goal, not succeeding and being in flow with what your life purpose is or your heart's calling is. So I've shifted a little from the SMART goals. And yeah, I still think they're they're helpful. And I had said to Whitney earlier, I'd said to, to you this earlier, I was like, I, this is perfect timing because what's been in my heart the last few days is how am I stepping into serving from my heart in the most profound way possible? And by asking that question created the dreaming, which creates the list of litany of things that can happen. And so for I kind of blended the SMART goals with the feminine dreaming kind of aspect. And and I use the dreaming as the compass that says, what is my heart feeling? What, What really lights me up as I start to dream all these different possibilities? What lights my heart up? And from that, I take what lights my heart up and say, okay, so what are the actions that need to happen? for me to start moving forward on what's really lighting my heart up. And then from there, integrating that into my schedule and taking action and stepping forward, asking other people to assist me, to be part of it, to help get me clarity. I have my own coach. I'm a coach. And and yet I also have a, a spiritual business coach that helps me in areas that I that I don't always excel at, that doesn't light my heart up. So she helps me get that in in order. So I kind of blend the SMART goals and just put a, my own little twist on it. I hate the the idea of saying it has to be done by a specific time because the universe has a very different perspective than I do on timing or my human self did on timing because, you know, it could happen tomorrow. If the universe thought it was... The timing, it can happen tomorrow. Or it may not even be it at all. And maybe this is just the idea to get me to the next level of whatever really the universe wants me to deliver. And so SMART goals have been a big part of my life since 2018. And yet I've modified it to what works for me. I agree with you that being open to doing things in a way that actually works for you is an important part of this. And, and I see it also as a journey, right? Here's the thing. A lot of us at some point or another, what, first of all, very few of us, I think, get any of the lessons about how to set goals, how to achieve goals. We sort of go through life with this is something that we want to do. And, we somehow make it happen without necessarily some conscious effort and intention. And there's nothing wrong with that if you are getting what you want. The the challenge is when you look back and you wonder, how come I'm not getting the outcomes that I desire? Why not? And I feel like my journey in this has come from a place of figuring out on the back end why something didn't happen and sort of reverse engineering it. And I didn't know about SMART goals when I first started goal setting, like intentionally goal setting, right? I did not know 
about, I don't even know if the, the acronym had been created at that time or not. And it doesn't really matter. But what I see is that when I reverse engineer, when I have succeeded at things, this is how it was done. And to have a name to it or to put a framework around it just helps me to put it in action. I absolutely agree with you. I wouldn't have put it in the the terminology that you did, masculine, feminine, because it, that didn't dawn on me. But it is a combination of several things, right? And it, it has to begin with that piece of you, what makes your soul say, what do you really want the the essence, the core of you? And I'm not just talking about, you know, the acquisition of things, right? This is not about the acquisitions of, you know, I, I want a house or I want a car or any of the things. This is usable for that. It's usable also for who it is you want to be, which is sort of my evolution from smart goals, right? Before smart goals, doing smart goals, learning that it had a name or a framework that I could actually use to systematize is the word that I was looking for, sort of systematize so that you are getting to the outcome, the end result that you want more often than not, because you have something that you can use that's repeatable. So that is duplicatable and that you can do over. It's a system. That's all it is, is a system. One of the things that I hear from my clients is similar to what you've said, Kathleen, is that it feels sort of maybe restrictive. You didn't use that word specifically, but sort of restrictive, particularly the time bound piece. And I just suggest that the time bound is more about lighting a fire under you to take some action, not necessarily that it's written in stone. And if it doesn't happen, you didn't say this, but what I hear from other people is that that makes them feel some sort of way about themselves if it doesn't happen. And we work on reframing success. Success isn't about whether or not you get what you were going for. Success, if you reframe success and that you've done your part, whatever that part is, right? You are not going to get the things that you want by dreaming it, sitting on the couch, and waiting for it to fall out of the sky. Just like if you were interested, let's just say, pretend you were interested in someday getting married. You don't get to sit in your house and go, I want to get married. and. He's going to just show up at my front door unless your goal is UPS, FedEx, or Amazon, dude. That's probably, or the cable guy, that's probably not going to happen. Or the food um, delivery guy. Or a a food delivery guy, or maybe the, the random 
uh, vacuum cleaner salesman, <laughs> right? Right. So the well, point is, oh, Wendy, actually, let's just say someone could just randomly knock on your door, thinking they were supposed to meet, you, meet someone else. We might there think they're they a creeper. But let's just move along. Someone could randomly knock on your door, and you tell me what's the likelihood you're going to open the door from some random dude just showing up at your door when you're not expecting any packages. Even if your husband showed up at the door, (laughs) your future husband showed up at the door, you're probably not going to open the door for him. So I'll go back to where I came from. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Universe could have random dude lost in your neighborhood or in your building accidentally knocking on your door and you know the angels go yeah but if the universe does it it will not be a creepy situation like it will be a little more comfortable than a random stranger i'll give you that i'll give you that i'll give you that we're getting sidetracked but i want to manifest my man in any way possible so i do not want to eliminate the possibility that he might just knock on my door and i answer it and there you are go for it Manifest him and manifest him showing up at your door, all that you want and more, right? Um, but going to the, the, the piece about time bound, right? The language that goes along with this, all of this, right? Is sooner something better or in your divine timing, right? And so the point is that you have to take some effort. So you'd have to get up and open the door. So you you at least are taking some action. None of this is going to happen unless he falls out of the sky into your backyard while you're just sitting there. You're going to have to take some action, even if it is opening the door to a perfect stranger. So Claudette. Number one, Kathleen's such a good manifester. If a parachuter gets stuck in her apartment complex, <laughs> I can marry you, Kathleen. I, you know I can do You know what? Man. If a man falls out of the sky and his parachute gets stuck in your bed, you should marry him right then and there. Because right then and that, there. Is, that is your sign. <laughs> so, He's been delivered. Okay. He's been delivered. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, okay, we we digress. But however, I am not familiar with SMART. I haven't done the Jack Canfall training. But there's a couple things that I've discovered in all the years of messing up, (laughs) you know, because I've created some businesses that I've been able to sell. I've created some businesses that failed. I've had success. I've had failure, all of it. And the number one key is I don't stop. You know, I just don't stop. And I don't wear myself out either. So that's that's also a number two key. <laughs> but years ago, I had someone who I, I used to want to go to people that I perceived were smarter than myself to give me advice on my ideas. Now, the number one key for that is go to someone who has done it already, not going to someone you just think is smarter. Because they don't have the context if they've never done what you're trying to do to even advise you. Um, and I was told by this particular friend, she called me and said, you couldn't do what you wish to do in five lifetimes, much less one. 
And I had vision streams that are going on 28 years now. And they're just now coming to pass. I, w- I wouldn't recommend you take as long as I did. But then again, I'm not concerned about how long it took at all because I was doing the necessary inward work first. Okay, so here's what I've learned. This is just Claudette-isms, and you can throw them away if you want to. I don't know what else to call them. I'm making up a word, too, like Whitney does. Notice your need to be needed. So I'm going to point this out when you're building a business, because what I've discovered with many people, because I do spiritual advising and coaching with business owners, right? And the number one thing is they'll create scenarios and systems that need them involved all the time. And it's fulfilling that need to be needed and you just get exhausted. So just notice that because a lot of small business owners get extremely stretched thin, exhausted, and then they begin to hate the very thing that they loved and were passionate about because it's controlling their lives. So notice your need to be needed and um, pay attention to that. And when you're building the system or thinking about building your business, are you putting yourself right in the middle of it, needing to be needed because you're the only one that can do it right? That's another question. No, a true business is duplicatable, right? And the only time you are needed is if you're the only one that has the information and you have to get it out there. So then get it out there and then allow it to be duplicatable. So, and then learn first, then leverage. So in the beginning of a business, you're going to have to learn the different aspects of it and have a good working knowledge of it so that you can hire the right people. The first couple years are the hardest because you're going to be working quite a bit and it may even be three to five years. However, your goal is to leverage as soon as you can hire for that position, leverage. But here's the most important thing. Work on sustainability first. So a lot of people will create a passion business and then they'll think about how to create lead generation. No, create lead generation first to sustain the level you're at and then grow, then go back to lead generation. And lead generation should be one of the number one factors of it. Just like I have a business right now that is very heavy in referral lead generation. Uh, That's established. It's my spiritual advisor business. Now I'm working on lead generation for people who have never heard about me. And how do I you know, get to know those people and how do they become comfortable with what I have to offer, right? So, but the first level of lead generation was my referral base and it's been sustaining it for 20 years. So it was pretty powerful. So, so many just build on passion, not considering sustainability. Like, is this going to suck your life dry? Like, so what's been happening with me the past two years, seven days a week, 10 to 15 hour days. So I I knew I had to create content for my app and what I'm doing to help. Now I'm at the point I'm taking weekends off again. I'm just not working because I don't live to work. I work to live. And so I knew there were going to be a couple of years of me figuring things out. And now I'm moving out of that phase again and I'm taking weekends off, having fun. 
But if you're starting a business, you're going to have to, you know, figure that out at first. Like, what is it going to take? Are you willing to do that? But then with the goal of freedom in the future, sustainability, right? And then overwhelm. So many times we'll go into overwhelm and there's just so much to do. Get a whiteboard, get a whiteboard and break it down to three steps a day. That's it. That's all I have. Uh, and, and, you know, my dreams, I was told I can complete in five lifetimes and I'm doing it and stop running your damn mouth to everybody. Stay quiet, keep your nose down and do it. Only share your dream with those who will honor it because you do not need the negative energy or, or, you know, the doubt The we talked about thought waves just, you know, affect us. And if someone casts doubt on it, it's in frequency with doubt that you have. Now you're going to have to manage that doubt too while you're trying to build. Keep your nose down. Keep this little vision like a baby that's a newborn and protect it and only confide in the people that honor you and honor your growth. That's it. And then um, I was like, I use a blend of masculine and feminine. And women get to do that. Men, it's not so easy for men, but we can switch to creating testosterone or estrogen in a thought. And so it's like when I go into focus, I can feel myself blending both. I visualize it. I'm like, I'm going to activate more testosterone for focus, yet I still want to stay in touch with my intuition. And it's just like this beautiful little blending that I've created for myself. And everybody's like, how do you do it? Simply by intending to, you can. It is not complicated. It is not hard. That's what you can do. That's what I do when I sit to do. If I don't do it, I'm more in my feminine and I tend to get distracted. I mean, in my feminine, I'm like playing, like I'm doing all kinds of things. And the feminine is diversified, right? And creative, but not necessarily always focused. So I have a blend of both. And then I, I time myself. I'm just going to be honest. I'll do it for 30 minutes and then I give myself a five minute break. And I can dance. I can do whatever I want to. I release the feminine and then I go back in for 30 more minutes. And this is how I've created enough content to fill an app for a whole year at three levels. It's like you just focus and then do it. Focus and do it. And then time. Your ego is going to create some fuckery around us. Okay. So your ego is going to want you to be done, criticize you for not being done, you might even have some friends that you shared the vision with when you were talking about it before you knew you probably shouldn't. <laughs> that used to be me. And I was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing. And then I felt the judgment when it didn't get done within the time that they thought it needed to. I have released all of that. And I say this will be, be done in divine time and right way. And so I consistently work on it. And I, and it starts to get done. It starts to get done. I've realized that I have big visions. And so it might take a little longer and it's okay. It doesn't matter. I break the big into smaller, right? And then last but not least, get a project management system. If you're going to hire someone, like I have an assistant in the Philippines and I have my daughter working with me and I have a, you know, website lady. They're all on my project management system and I put everything in writing 
And every morning for 30 minutes to 40 minutes, I assign the day, right? And just keep yourself organized in that way. And you might say, oh, I can't afford an assistant. $8 an hour in the Philippines. Yes, you can. Part-time, whatever, you can do it. But get start to get help so that you can move forward a little more. You might say, well, I don't have the money. Okay. Stop saying that, number one. And then why don't you go into your imagination dream and see yourself able and happily working with someone in leverage and the feeling it feels like to rest while the work is being done. Because this goes back to sustainability. You can't work 24-7, 10 to 15 hours a day. I did it for a couple of years. I'm one of those people I can do, but I, I can tell you when it stopped. I was sitting here going, I am done. I just, I was having a conversation with truth and I was like, I'm done. I'm not enjoying life at this point. I'm working too much. I'm going to start enjoying again. And that was it. I was like, done. And if there's something that doesn't get done on the weekend, it doesn't because I got Monday through Friday to get it done. And I'm just like, there we go. And that's where it switched on me when it wasn't when I came out of it and it started feeling like a burden, that's when you know you need to do something. And now I'm back to feeling great about it because I'm taking my time off. Yeah, I binge watched, you know, Netflix last night. You know, I was like mindless, just not worried about anything. And then today is just focused. So that's what I would say. You know, I'm not familiar, familiar with the smart system, but Key takeaways, sustainability. Don't build it first, create a lot of debt, and you don't even know how to get business. Figure out how to get the business first, build it gradually, move it up, start small, keep your expenses down. That's my advice. And then you can leverage from there and grow an empire from there. And who gives a crap what someone's opinion of it is unless they're your customer and then you want to listen to them. So... That's my two cents. You know, much of what you said, while it's not specific smart, is the same thing. And you've tied in your approach a lot to what Kathleen has said, right? Tying the the masculine and the feminine in. And I love that you explained sort of the difference between the two, both of you have, right? So that focus piece, the way I saw it is that that focus piece is smart, right? And it is the, the sort of the particulars and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm focused on. This is where I'm going. And then that feminine is I'm going to flow with what is. I'm, I'm not going to chastise myself about what doesn't get done by a particular time or in a particular way, which is what happens often. Right. The vision is just about giving you a destination. It doesn't dictate how you get there. Your willingness to get there in a multitude of different ways is, is I'm seeing it, the, the feminine piece of this, right? That allows you to, to make adjustments along the way. So if you were to take a, a road trip, I want to go see Claudette on the East Coast, right? There are a number of different ways that I could get there. I could 
fly, I could fly, I could take the train, I could ride my bicycle, <laughs> I could walk, right? I could get in my car and drive. I could drive my car, I could rent a car. I could get a driver and have somebody else drive me because, you know, I'm I'm special like that. And I want to do work along the way. There, There are lots of different ways that I could do that. Then I make a decision about which method, right? Then I have to decide and make a choice about if, let's say I decide I'm going to fly, what airline, what days am I fly? All of those things are when you start to break down the vision, the bigger picture into the pieces that ultimately become the smart pieces. When am I going to take this trip? When am I going to make a set a deadline about making the decisions about how I'm going to do this? And so ultimately what matters, and I think the most important thing that you said, uh, Claudette, is don't stop. It was the very first thing you said. And I think and you provided lots of great content both about the steps that you take and how these tie into smart goal setting. But in the end, what's most important is that you don't stop, right? If if you have a vision and you are continuously checking in and questioning whether or not that vision is still where you want to go over time, right? If that's still where you want to go, you have to keep going. You have to keep learning. You have to keep adjusting. You have to keep making, you know, flowing with what is questioning if there's something else you should be doing and then taking another step. And so it doesn't matter whether it takes you eight days 28 days or 28 years. If this is the thing that is, you know, makes your heart sing, makes, you know, fulfills your soul and your purpose or one of your purposes, right? You don't stop. You keep going and you keep asking the questions that you need to ask in order to help you figure out what to do next or flow into what to do next. I love it. The only thing I would add to it is, you know, as you're sitting there and scheduling your time 30 minutes at a time and getting up, uh, just be aware, even when you have an action that needs to be taken, that you're not really overly thrilled about having to do. I, it's an opportunity for you to shift your energy before you sit to do it. It's an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to be in my heart center. I know that this has to be completed in order to move to the next step. In order to achieve this ultimate goal that I really want to achieve, I need to sit to do this. So how, what kind of energy are you going to sit down in to complete the task? And, and I love that. Can I say something, you know, and I didn't mention this, but you just brought it up. You always do this with me. You always bring things up. I love it. My question to myself is how can I love others through this act? Yeah. Love that. How can I be the love, you know, whatever it is, how, what kind of energy can I be in 
when I'm completing any task that needs to get done or to take action. I don't even like to call it a task, but it's really taking action. What kind of action do I need to take and what kind of energy am I in that in while I'm taking that action? Those are the two questions that I ask. Awesome. I love you, ladies. Love your insight. You know, what we want for you is for you to be able to get from where you are to where you want to be. Right. And we are continuously on that journey. Right. And I think we've said in other episodes, it's as much as it's a destination, it's not really a destination. And it's certainly not about the destination. It really is about who you become on this journey. Who do you become on this journey? And then what can you take from your journey that you can share and impart with other people so that they can be on their journeys and become who they are meant to become as well. If smart can help you do that, be smart, do smart. If you need to tap into a little bit more of your feminine side or another framework to get there, do that as well. We offer SMART as a place to start, but in the end, and I I agree with Kathleen on this wholeheartedly, you start with something and then make it your own. Make it something that works for you because if it doesn't work for you, you're not going to do it. And if you're not going to do it, you're going to stop. And the answer to you getting where it is you want to go and being who it is you want to be is about not stopping. Just keep going. You just have to keep going. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. If you haven't already, please review and rate our show. Join us on our Facebook page in our Facebook group and share what is your goal setting achieving method. Is it smart? Is it something else? Right? Are you, do you, do you not set goals at all? Right? Do do you have a vision? Have you taken the time to dream? Have a vision for your life, for your career, for your relationships, for all the things? Do you have that? Uh, and if not, we'd be interested in knowing why not. And if you've got a particular method that you could share with other people that can help them on their journey, we invite you to share that as well. So with that. Whitney, Whitney, I want to say, tell us, tell us about (laughs) you. You're doing some stuff, Whitney. What's going on? Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So I have a, a an ebook I would like to actually offer. I, you know, we just started the new year. And while this was not about New Year's resolutions or New Year's planning or any of that, what I'm seeing is that in the workplace, there are a lot of people who are just not happy in the work that they're doing. And what I want for you is that you love your work. You do the work you love. You love the work you do. And 
I would love to help you figure that out. So I have an ebook I would like to offer you. It is free. You can get it at uh, Shifting Into Action, Shifting Into Action, and that's all together, dot now, N-O-W, dot site, S-I-T-E. The book is called Love Your Work, and it will walk you through a process of having a vision, setting a goal, taking the time to think about your skills, your abilities, your talents, your vision, your passion, your purpose, uh, and your life's priorities, pulling all those things together to help you determine, to identify work that you would actually be excited to get up and do every day. And the process is one that I use to come to the place where I am right now, having been in a career and doing work that did not resonate with me and moving to one that I absolutely makes my soul sing. I am excited to get up every day to do the work that I love. And I would love that outcome for you as well. So if that's something that you're interested in, actually doing work that you love, check it out. It's called Love Your Work. Again, it's at shiftingintoaction.now.site. So thank you ladies for asking. And um, with that, until next time, see your vision, set your goals, take action, and take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.